Hello, everybody, and welcome to Manila Live with Chase Markham, episode number three. Happy Halloween. Hopefully, third time's the charm. We tried two times earlier to perform this Halloween special, but there was some high strangeness at and the first time my phone which was fully charged which I'm using for a webcam because it's the Google Pixel 3 and it's a great camera uh, went from a full charge to low bat means the battery's done no no power 1% 4% in a matter of 5 minutes Super strange. YouTube, the uh, podcast live stream interrupted, stopped. So I had to stop also the Facebook live stream. And uh, it was just a big hassle trying to get it back up again. Once I got enough charge and plugged it in and get it super, super backed up. Because of, I guess, the typhoon, which had come in in great timing, there was a brownout. Just as I got the video link back up and running on the live stream for this Manila Live number three Halloween special, brownout, the entire neighborhood lost electricity. I couldn't believe it. It was pretty strange, folks, but hey. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Anyways, back up. It's on a buffer. So even if we do go down, it'll just be continuous. We won't have to worry about any other problems that we had encompassed earlier. So let's get started. I wanted to first just make a, uh, a brief introduction we all know of my love for Jose Rizal and and uh, his history his story his teachings and, and and whatnot and I just heard earlier downstairs that there was a special episode on Jessica Soho KMJS shout out to Jessica to the best um, that there was an episode that Jose Rizal's spirit was seen in the cemetery. Eyewitness accounts and just, I didn't get a chance to see it, but just they told me about the episode briefly and it sounded very interesting, very cool for Halloween. And and uh, for me, 100%, I mean, I believe it. I know for a fact Jose Rizal's spirit lives on, his soul lives on. He's uh, <laughs> omnipresent omnipotent, omniscient, all of the above. He's the man, Jose Rizal is the man. And uh, on this special Halloween Eve, or depending where you're at, here in the Philippines, it's gonna be All Saints Day, November 1. And in America, it's Halloween. So depending on your location is where 
the holiday will be taking place. So on this Halloween Eve, to stay on the topic of Jose Rizal for just a minute, I wanted to bring up something that I feel has never been touched on and uh, is one of the interesting factors I'm going to be exploring in my special features, the Rizal Code. If you haven't seen episode 1 and episode 2, please go to my YouTube channel or Facebook page and check it out. But, Halloween must have been a very important holiday to Jose Rizal as in his most famous and important work of all, No Le Mi the very first line, the very first sentence in the very first chapter of his very first book was on Halloween Eve. Now, there's many different, obviously we all know there's many different versions and translations of Jose Rizal's No De Mi but in many of them, the translation states on October 31 is the very first sentence on Halloween but the original trans the original Spanish version written by Rizal himself says a fines de octubre Don Santiago de los Santos conocido popularmente Bajo el nombre de Captain Tiago. So, basically, the important part there is the first, the very first sentence. A fines de octubre. Which means, and translates to, the last of October. Which, I mean, anybody with common sense basically on Halloween's Eve on October 31st there is no other last of October other than Halloween so Jose Rizal started his most important work his preeminent writings and book the most quintessential with a night on All Hallows Eve, which ties into much of all of the subject matter and topics that I go into in my special feature, The Resolve Code, and will be going into in future episodes, that Resolve and Resolve's family were deeply entangled, entwined, and rooted in the occult, in the secret mysteries of the ages, in secret societies and occult mysteries. I mean, it was so deeply rooted and has so many levels 
the subject matter is just of it's so interesting folks and i'm so looking forward and excited to continuing the series of the resolve code and then finally releasing the book the resolve code secret teachings of jose hopefully next year 2021 if all goes according to plan so i just thought that was a very interesting connection with resolve and uh let me talk here i mean i can't you can't even get past the first sentence without hitting <laughs> hitting rock bottom into the occult man so uh, i mean just i'm I, eventually my next my next uh foray into the resolve code is going to be taking no limit on here chapter by chapter and i mean it's going to take <laughs> it's going to take a good amount of time but i'm going to release it as i go because like i said there's so many there's so many secrets and mysteries and codes and hidden knowledge written within nonemitangere that i mean it's it's got a lot of layers so i'm going to dive deep into it and i'm going to try to explain it the best i can and uh, release it in future episodes of the resolve code but for me anyways october halloween it's always been my favorite holiday and uh bummed out obviously that uh you know there's not a bunch of kids running around with cool costumes and and trick or treating and people asking you know knocking on the door for candy and you know halloween contests and you know it's kind of kind of lame not be able to celebrate one of the best holidays out there and uh i mean <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of uh one of those catch 22s as you say that you know everybody has to wear a mask but they can't celebrate halloween <laughs> i mean uh, uh it's one of those strange strange oddities of this world that we find ourselves in as of now and uh speaking of that um on this all hallows eve or all saints day or all souls day depending on your location in the world at this very moment you know the true origins of halloween was a pagan holiday called samhain and samhain was held on november 1st so we can see on the screen if you're watching on youtube or if you're listening on the podcast basically samhain was a pagan festival at the end of the harvest season and it marked the beginning of winter or the darker half of the year the celebrations though began on the 31st of october which were all hallows eve so it's the eve of samhain so obviously this was a pagan holiday before rome adopted christianity and then once rome adopted christianity it became 
a adopted into the Christian uh, holiday celebrations. So that's how it became Halloween and All Hallows Eve and and whatnot, and uh, sort of got away from the pagan rituals of you know sacrifice and bonfires and and all of the the old uh, practices and whatnot. But not to delve too deep into that, you guys can check it out for yourselves. It's a uh, very interesting history, and it's one of the funnest holidays for me, I think. And you know, everybody can kind of let loose and put on costumes and have fun and play, you know, play a different role. And so, I, I really hope by next year we're, we're we're back to being able to celebrate our holidays because it's uh, getting a little ridiculous not being able to. But uh, anyways, so back to some important news. Thankfully, for most of Manila, as we can see on the map here, if you're watching on YouTube, if not, um, I can kind of explain it as we go. It's a geographical map of the Philippines. And it shows the current formation of the Super Typhoon Rally, the Halloween Typhoon, perfectly timed for the the celebrations of the spirits. And it is basically showing that it is weakened now and it's over Manila. I'm here in Parañaque and the winds aren't very strong, there's not very much rain. We basically, we dodged the bullet. Okay, so, some of the provinces in the Philippines were hard hit by the typhoon rally, and some of our countrymen didn't make it. May God be with them, may he protect them, the Holy Ghost guide them, on their journey to the other side. Godspeed and amen. And Lord, please watch over their families in this most difficult times. But on and onward to more (sighs) lucrative news. Uh, It's some very interesting stuff going on here. Let's bring it on up. I would like to talk about. Hmm, here we go. Here's something. We got here. Hmm, what is this? Yeah, it's better not play. There's audio. Yeah, we got Prince Harry here. And we got Maria Ressa, the. Well, we all know she's from. <sighs> Rappler, and I'm, I'm not familiar with the other lady, Renee DeResta, Maria Ressa, and uh, Prince Harry. Anyways, there's not really much. I've uh, been kind of wanting to comment on this for a little while lately now, but uh, I don't want to go too deep into the uh, Rappler part of it and the Maria Ressa part of it. We all know their story. Uh, we all know I'm a big supporter of. President Duterte, and uh, I think he's such a blessing. It's probably the best thing that's happened to the Philippines since 
our great hero and martyr Jose Rizal. So God bless our president and leader. So anybody, I mean, if I'm just gonna shoot, you know, every people that know me know I'm a straight shooter, and if I'm gonna shoot straight from the hip, if you're an enemy of President Duterte, then for me, you're an enemy of the Philippines and the Filipino people. Bottom line, there's not much any way around it, you know. That's just the straight raw truth of the matter. So, but. You know, uh, it's kind of one of those difficult things because Prince Harry threw his hat in the mix and, and you know, and gave her a platform. And uh, I just, I thought maybe it would be a good idea to invite Prince Harry. What's this, what's his title here? Uh, what's going on? We got uh, the Duke of, uh, I'm not sure, the Duchess of Sussex. Prince Harry, uh, I know he's got a title, but I'm not sure exactly what it is, but, you know, he's got a lot of power, he's got a lot of funds, he's got a lot of, uh, a lot of people behind him. I thought it'd be good to invite him here to the Philippines to experience the reality on the ground floor, because, you know, He's got a lot of power. He has a lot of power to help people. He's got a lot of uh, wealth and funds backing behind him. And, uh, you know, if he's willing to put his reputation on the line and give a platform to this uh, Maria Ressa Rappler individual, um, you know, maybe he's, he'd be willing to come to the Philippines, and I personally will show him around, I'll give him a tour, I'll introduce him to some people, and I'll show him some reality, and you know, and maybe he can actually put some of that, that, that power he has and the, the backing and the funds to help the Filipino people and to help, you know, the real true Filipinos. You know, not backing some of these, you know, these scammers and these, uh, and these, uh, people selling wolf tickets, you know, about our president, about our great leader, about our, all the wonderful things he's done for the Philippines. You know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm so tired of being quiet about, you know, some of this stuff, so I just, I have to... I just have to, uh, you know, let all this stuff that's been building up inside of me out, you know. I've been, uh, was quiet for a long time, you know. I just was, uh, I never said anything, never said a word. Five years, I just wanted to sit and watch and pay attention and see how people's reactions were, see, you know, the type of people that the pipe the type of characters and the type of, of actors that were on the stage and and see what their true intentions were so I just remained perfectly silent but uh, I think it's time for people it's 2020 you know and I think it's it, the time for silence is over it's a uh, you know the, they, they they give you they give you the right to remain silent Speak now or forever hold your peace. Well, 
I've decided to speak now. That's one of the reasons why I decided to do this vlog and and start, you know, becoming more active in the community, in our communities. Because I'm just tired of the bullshit and the the the, the stuff, you know, that the media is force feeding my fellow Filipinos is a bunch of garbage. And I'm tired of it. And uh, you know, I feel like I just I just I just have to at least give my opinion and put my voice out there into the universe. No matter if even only one person listens to it, that's what I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna shoot from the hip. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a straight shooter and I tell it like it is, I tell it how I feel it, and I don't cut no corners. I'm gonna go straight ahead. Straight shot. That's it. So, anyways, I feel like it would be a good move for him to come and visit the Philippines. I mean, you know, he's been, you know, visiting and helping all these other continents like Africa. He's been over there doing all kinds of stuff for forever and ever and ever. Well, if you're willing to put your neck on the line and, you know, and your reputation and, and give this person a platform and uh, even, even uh, you know, the least you could do is just come for a visit and just, you know, just kind of see the reality of it. Because, you know, when I went to go visit some family in the States the past, uh, back in February, was it March? And then I came back to the Philippines in uh, August. You know, I was kind of shocked because everybody was like brainwashed about Duterte. Like everybody thought he was like the big bad wolf or something. Like the media must have been like force feeding him lies and 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 non-truth and and nonsense. And I, you know, I had to inform them of the reality of it. Of, you know all the great things he's done and and the great examples he's set and you know even just on a personal level for me uh you know i'm not gonna go, go into that story you know now because it's a long story but but uh he was one of the the great influences in, that that really saved my life so you know i'll go into that in a different in a different uh in a different uh, media type, in a different in a different episode or whatnot, but uh, but man, he's been such a great influence and a great you know lead by example president and leader and role model for millions of Filipinos and even uh, you know people from other countries. And uh, that that was one of the other uh, news articles I wanted to. Uh, bring up here check this out from the manila bulletin prr this case came out today on october 31 what a great great coincidence and news article so here it is manila bulletin prrd is world's most popular leader says united arab emirates newspaper so 
There it goes. United Arab Emirates-based newspaper cited President Duterte as the world's most popular leader, noting various surveys by independent polling agencies showing his high trust and approval rating since he assumed office. And in October 27, uh, UAE-based Gulf News enumerated any, any of the reasons why the Filipino chief executive is the world's most popular leader. Says here, uh, Gulf News editors, despite pandemic woes, people are facing hunger during COVID-19. Filipinos have kept faith in President Rodrigo Roja Duterte, whose popularity has gone through the roof this year. Duterte scored a record 91% trust rating in a serving by Pulse Asia among the Philippines' most authoritative and independent polling firm from September 14th to, to September 20th. Yeah, man, because he's he he he's, he's he's a straight shooter himself. You know, he doesn't do a bunch of bullshit like all the other politicians, and you know, beat around the bush, and and you know, and, and do a little dance, and do a little jingle, and you know, try and fool the people. You know, it tells you like it is. That's what people are wanting. That's what people are. Are yearning for leaders that don't pull no punches, that aren't gonna take bullshit from a bunch of, uh, of goons. You know, that's why he's been, you know, Duterte with his iron fish. You know, fist. He's the Punisher. You know, he don't mess around. You know, he means business. And, and uh, you know, like he said. If you try and bring down his country, if you try and harm his children and the youth of the Philippines, he will kill you. Bottom line, that's patriotism. If you try and destroy my country, I'll kill you. Oh, you can't put it much more basic, simple than that for people to understand. The man loves his country so much, he will risk his life fighting drug cartels, fighting drug lords, fighting corrupt politicians, fighting powerful corporate CEOs that are, you know, doing all this bad shit. He's willing to put his neck on the line for his country because he loves his country that much. And, you know, God bless him. God bless him. He's, he's been such a great role model and a great inspiration and a great, a great leader by example. So, all the praise to President Duterte and his administration. Amen to that. So, I thought that was a really great article, by the way, you know. UAE, they had a great, they get a great article here, and then they hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's what people are yearning for. You know, uh, uh, if we ever had a uh, world government, man, we could only hope to have someone like President Duterte at the head of it. So, a no nonsense, straight shooter, don't pull no punches, don't take no nonsense from a bunch of goons or criminals. Just a stand-up guy, you know? It's like a Wild West type of guy, you know what I mean? 
and uh, Wild West, Clint Eastwood, you know, good, bad, and ugly type of fe type of fella. So I mean, I think that's what the world needs right now is you know more more uh, leadership like the third day. So God bless him. This is a great article, UAE Manila Bulletin, October 31, 2020. World's most popular leader. Let's just elect him now, president of the world. We can do it. All right, let's move on. Okay, got that out of the way. Now, uh, it's Halloween. I wanted to get into uh, a nice, scary story, a true story, if they let me. You know, it's really difficult for me to even, just even make a recording or make a video. I mean, let me tell you, I, I don't want to get into it now, but these people, they mean, some of the stuff that goes down is so strange, it's hard to explain. And, uh, you know, people are always trying to control everybody's thoughts and, and speech and, and, uh, and time. You know, and, and if your time is controlled, then it makes it very difficult to get stuff out there into the universe, to get your voice out there into the universe. But, uh, you know, I've got a, a really true Halloween tale to tell from the Philippines about the Pampangan monster, or the Kampampangan demonio from Angeles City. Just around this same time, October 2016, there was a lot of strange things happening in Pampanga. 2016 let me tell you but this story is one of the strangest and it's a true story so I was living with my wife now Gary May in a place called Big Tommy's right off of the main strip of Angeles City, Pampanga. It was right next to the casino, Casino Filipino. And uh, man, almost every day, there were strange things happening there. I mean, really strange. And uh, well, we were hearing sounds coming from the ceiling, like voices. We it seemed like people sounded like people were walking uh, above our room. We hear strange screams and cries, and this was happening over maybe, you know, well, basically ever since we moved in there. I mean, 
but you came to the thought that this place was haunted. And uh, it just, you know, we, we would go out and then we come back and things would be rearranged. Things would be, you know, out of place, out of sorts. So, I decided to put up a camera in the room, a night vision camera. And uh, if it was light lit, it had color. Okay. The light was on. So I started monitoring it, and I had it up for maybe three, four days, you know, monitoring the strange occurrences and whatnot, and uh, it was maybe around the third day. We had come back and just the place was a mess. There was the night before there was all kinds of you know these noises going on and and we said, Oh man, we gotta get out of here for the day and let's go, you know, do something. We went out, you know, went out in the town or whatever, me and my wife, my current wife, you know, the one that was living with me and there in uh, Big Tommy's. And uh came back that night, things were out of sorts. And uh, I was like it's going on. So I started looking around, you know, looking around the place and and uh, and uh, trying to see that, uh, you know, uh, you know, if I could find anything that was left, you know, but you know, find any evidence of something that was going on, some kind of, you know, maybe somebody dropped something, maybe somebody came in or whatever, you know, and I was just kind of just doing a brief look around, look around of the room and whatnot. And, uh, you know, checking under the, you know, looking under the bed, you know, looking under the sinks and looking under, you know, looking in the bathroom, seeing if I could see anything that was out of, out of, you know, the sorts that was, you know, blatantly obvious. And, uh, I caught a glimpse just underneath the, there was a little sink, like halfway in between the bathroom and the bedroom. And it was like a studio apartment. And it, there was what? looked like a voodoo doll underneath like the sink like somebody had tucked it up underneath there I, I you know I'm getting even chills right now just talking about it but this was it was like a black knitted doll and it had red eyes like they need like the, the eyes were red knitted and <laughs> I was freaked out man I was like what the hell is this you know like who put this here like what like what's going on like, this is some kind of black magic stuff you know so I was creeped out I was officially creeped out there was already it was already creepy creepy enough with you know this weird sounds coming out of the ceilings and the walls and shit and all the other weird stuff that was going on in, in Pampanga and whatnot and and uh, I was just like this is the, this is the icing on the cake this uh this freaking voodoo demon doll thing it was just all black and then it had the red like red stitched eyes you know it was like maybe like about that big I'd say Maybe, yeah, 
about the size of a, you know, figurine or whatnot. But it, I mean, it was holding your hand. It was weird. I have a picture of it somewhere. I'm gonna pull it out and I'll, I'll put it, put it up, post it up. But uh, after this, you know, I, I, I found this. I kind of messaged some of my, my my old friends and whatnot, and they kind of advised me on on you know to do kind of like a cleansing ritual, you know, to kind of and uh, to burn this burn this voodoo doll. And do this ritual with like garlic and salt and and uh, oil and you know and, and burn this thing up, you know, to release this what this whatever was you know black magic that was inside of it, right? I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing uh, to take their advice, but I did, and uh, I did this ritual, you know, with some uh, some special you know chants and stuff and and uh, you know the special uh, recipe to burn this doll up, this voodoo doll, demon doll thing up, to release the, the negative energy that was, you know, being locked up inside of it. And, uh, after I did that, man, the strings just fucking happened. That same night after I did this, this, uh, cleansing thing, this, this uh, you know, burn this, this voodoo doll, That same night was the craziest night ever, man. I I can't ever remember having, I had these crazy, crazy dreams, like, I mean, supernatural, like, crazy monster demon dreams, man. And I was just, like, totally freaked out, like, like these dreams that they were, like, that were so real, like, coming in the room, like, they're crawling through the windows, and, like, all this, this shit. And then, uh... And then it got so intense that I woke up and I was like, what the, like I, I woke up my, uh, my wife and I was like, what the hell is going on? And I mean, like, what are you, what are you doing here? Like, what's going on in here? Like, you know, I, I just, I was just, you know, I was, I was discombobulated from this dream, these crazy, crazy dreams. You know, and, and it was like so real that, you know, my wife was laying next to me and so I, she was even part of the, you know, in the dreams too. And then there was all these other crazy stuff going on. So I don't want to get into the details of it, but I woke up and I was discombobulated and I said, you know, I woke her up and I was like, what's going on? What's going on? You know, like, what are you guys doing in here? You know? And, uh, when I woke up and finally like, got my mind clear out of the fuzz, I had realized that the CCTV camera that I had just put up had fallen off of the wall. And I had, I had screwed this thing in tight. Like, I mean, I set this thing up good. Like it was, it was off of the wall. And so I was like, dude, what, why did you, why did you, you know, knock the, the camera down? Why did you take the camera down? This and that. And like, what? I didn't, you know, I didn't take any camera down, you crazy. So I said, all right, let's see what happened. You know, because this thing was hardwired. It was hardwired into a hard drive, into a, you know, CCTV receiver, all that. So 
I said, all right, let's see what's going. Let's see what's going on. I'm gonna see what happened. This is just too real, too crazy. Remind you, this is the same day I burnt up that voodoo doll I found under the sink. So that moment, that's right after I woke up and I went and reviewed the CCTV. And you will not even believe. This is, I mean, it's just so crazy. So you can see, you know, you can see us sleeping, both sleeping there on the bed. And, you know, you see like, it's super weird. Like we're both, it looks like we're like in a trance or something. Something's going on. And, uh, and right at that time, the CCTV camera goes flying off of the wall. I mean, it's just like, bam! Like somebody, like, yanked it. I was, I was officially creeped out, man. My, 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 my skin all the way down in the middle of my bones was chilling. And, you know, I was like, oh, this is, like, dude, this is too creepy. So... I said, this cannot, this cannot be because we're both on the bed. You can clearly see nobody else is in, nobody else had opened the door to come in the room. Right? So I go back before it, the camera came off the wall and I go frame by frame. Okay, frame by frame. The first frame that you see after the clear shot of the room when it's coming off of the wall, you see a head with two horns. I mean, it's clear as day. I mean, it's it's the back. I mean, it's not like a human head. This is like this is like a monster head, you know. And it's got, but it's got two clear horns, and it's like the shape you can see it back. It's like you know, you can tell. It's not just like some blur. This is like clear as day. Two horns and the back of a head, like a, like a monster head. Then the very next frame. After that one, I mean, once I clicked the next frame, I was so freaked out because the next frame, the second frame, after it coming off of the wall and it was as it was falling, it caught this, like one, two, and the second frame was the face of a demon, as clear, as crystal, as the sky, as you see on TV, on anything you see on every day, that clear. And I mean, I've showed it to over 1,000 people, or, or when I know I'm telling this story, because it was clear evidence of paranormal activity. And uh, me, you know, me, I, there's many witnesses to to the picture and the video and whatnot. So. 
but the strange thing about this was right so you, know, you can see it had like two it had like fangs right you see the nose you see the eyes the eyes were like slits like, like demon eyes not like human eyes like I don't know if it's like a goat or what or a cat but the, like the pupils are inverted so it's like up and down not left not side to side super creepy and then you can see the horns even clearer than on the the first picture it had two distinct horns and if that wasn't creepy enough just to jump ahead for a second I, you know, one of the first person I showed that, that picture to the second frame was one of the guards outside. I said, dude, check this out, man. This is super freaky. I tell him the whole story and everything. And he said, what? Like, dude, he was like, oh my God. Like, he was explaining how this uh, this big Tommy's hotel used to be a, a, a cemetery. And then they, they, they tore down the cemetery and they built the hotel and the casino on top of it and all this other crazy stuff. I don't know if that was part's true or not. But anyways, he said, dude. He, he said, look at this. So he saw something on the picture and he said, he zoomed in. And there were all these little faces inside the face of the demon. I was like, holy sh... I didn't see that before. And he said, oh, 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 look at this. And there were thousands or at least hundreds of these little... Like they look like tormented souls or like tormented ghosts, like these little faces inside of the demon face. If you zoomed in on the picture of the CCTV screenshot, you could see it clear as day. All of these little tiny, like it looked like little tiny spirits or souls like tormented, like inside of this, this demon face. So I was like totally tripped out and then I just I kept I, we were zooming in on all these different places on the, the face of the demon and they were just all over you could see that eyes and mouths these little tormented spirits inside of his face if you zoom in on the zoom in they were they were all it was like thousands of tormented spirits making up this face of the demon it was it was totally freaky totally scary but to go back now the third frame after that after the clear the, the clear image of the face the third frame you was really really strange beat it looked like uh, I don't know how to explain it it was just like like almost like goat's feet or like like mountain goat feet or something like or mountain sheep or um, like, a, like, a, like a hairy ram or something it was it looked like hairy like animal feet but not like you know like not like like human feet style like a foot of like a goat or a ram or something like that I don't know it was super super weird super weird but you could clearly see two the two feet that was it was like it was like the next shot was like a 
of uh, like as the camera was falling. The first one was the back of the head. The second one was the face. The third one was the feet. And then the fourth one was super trippy too because it was like a gateway. It looked like a door, like a square, like a square door. But you know how like on CCTV, on, on uh, night vision, you know, like the super white means like hot, like, you know, it's got heat, it's got like something radiating from it. The whole frame was all like black, uh, not black, but like, you know, like dimly lit, except for this perfect square. And then at the bottom of the square, this 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 was super weird. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but there was like it looked like the legs of a little kid with like like buckle shoes, and it was just like the the last part, like the half from the knee down, and the the shoes sticking out of this gateway. Or this doorway to whatever dimension this thing came out of or something but it was super it was super super weird you know i hesitated for a long time to put this story out into the into the airwaves you know and uh but but i i did tell a lot of people personally face to face and showed a lot of people the video and the and the pictures and so there's thousands, hundreds of people that have seen the pictures and the videos that I've spoken with, you know, on a personal level. And, you know, I, there came a time where I said, man, this is this, this is something that's just like, it's so clear as day evidence of paranormal activity. And there's no other way to explain it away. So I thought, and I, I should at least just put this out in a post on the internet or on Facebook or, or, or whatever, just to get it out there, and just to get it out there so it's there, you know, because I had saved the, the hard, the, the, I had saved the hard drive from the CCTV receiver and I had saved it, I had uploaded it and saved it onto my phone, which was just like a MyPhone 28S at the time, you know, I was, I, you know, uh, I was in a, you know, I wasn't that, I wasn't very wealthy. I was only working as a security guard. I, you know, I didn't have very much money. So I just had this little phone, my phone 28S with the SD card. And then I, but I saved the hard drive on the CCTV. We had it there in our compound. I was saving it. I wanted to get it all, you know, just keep it safe, you know? So I had double backups, right? Because this was like perfect evidence, man. Like, <laughs> Once you see this, you know, cause I've had a lot of strange things happen, but I never had like clear evidence of, of it. And to say like, dude, look, here it is, man. You, you can't say like, this is crazy or this is like, just a story. This is, this is it, man. I have it right here. But that very day that I had thought, man, I should upload this. And I started, you know, I started kind of, you know, getting the, the, all the pictures lined up and everything. And, 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 you know, and, uh, 
the stuff that I had saved on the phone, my phone 28S and the SD card that I showed had been shown to some of my friends and close close uh, family and stuff like that. And this is just this is some of the stuff that's so hard to believe for my life that it's just I mean you're just gonna be like what that's crazy no way but it's true that same day our compound the entire compound burnt to the ground I mean it's on it was on TV 5 news you can see it on the, my Facebook profile you can see read all about it the whole I mean, houses, maybe 20, 20, 25 houses burnt down completely. The whole compound was living at the basketball court for like a month or two. You know, some of them, some people three months without a place to stay until they, the, we found funds to build our, our compound back here in Severina, in Tallyside. Along with everything, all of the hard drives, the the cell phone. You know, I just had my baby son, and uh, not recently, like he was only like two months old, one month old, two months old, three months old, something like that. And uh, and uh, of course, I didn't think about anything else to grab anything else except for my son. My baby so I picked him up <laughs> I didn't even think twice about getting anything else because I mean the place was raging and it started right on our next-door neighbors right next to our house so by the time we had noticed our people started screaming the place was already ablaze on fire I mean <laughs> we were lucky to get out unscathed but all of the evidence burnt to the ground with it including the hard drive my cell phone my SD cards USB everything the only the only thing I have is a picture of the doll the voodoo doll that's the only thing left evidence I have of the story and of course the eyewitnesses and the people that have seen it firsthand so, I don't know what to make of it, but it was super creepy, super scary. One of the, the most strangest things, freakiest, scariest thing that's happened to me in the Philippines, in Angeles, in Pampanga, and back in 2016, there was a lot of weird stuff going on. So... For that to be the weirdest and the strangest, that says something. And uh, man, I just <laughs> I wish I, I wish I, uh, I had that picture and that video I can I could put out there on the you know attach it to this video you know never never know maybe one day it'll pop up on some weird you know Google online drive or something and you know back from 2015 saved image and I'll be like what. Cause I've checked all my normal emails and stuff and stuff backed up and went through everything I couldn't find it but uh, a lot of people know about it a lot of people know the story 
a lot of people seen the pictures and videos, so I just thought I'd put it out there for this Halloween. A nice campfire, campfire story. A nice uh, tales from the crypt of the Philippines. <laughs> it was a, it was a pretty, pretty, pretty uh, crazy story. So I thought it would be perfect for this Halloween's Eve to finally get it out there into the, into the internet and into the, the storyline. So, that being said, be careful, be careful uh, where you book your hotel room. <laughs> it might have been an old graveyard that was built upon, never know, a lot of strange stuff out here in this world. One thing I do know, and uh, I do want to put out there also because there's a lot of uh, a lot of smoke screens nowadays in our society a lot of uh, uh, smoke and mirrors and you know people trying to use science and technology to blind the, the, the people and to, to, to put out storylines out there that aren't true and, and you know I can tell you one thing for certain, you know, and I, and I'm like I said before, uh, I like to tell things like I see them, and and if I don't, if I'm not sure, I'm, I'm not gonna put myself out there. But what I can tell you for sure is that there is evil in this world. There are demons in this world. This is not. This is not just uh, uh, what's the, the the thing everybody's saying nowadays is that it's a uh, uh, what is it uh, what is it I don't forget Elon Musk was saying it for a while and some other guy or something that this was a uh, hologram or a artificial uh, virtual reality or or simulation that's it that's simulation and don't believe that. This ain't no simulation. Another thing, don't we didn't come from uh, monkeys. We did not evolve from monkeys. This isn't a simulation. That I can tell you for certain. 100%. There is evil in this world. There are demons in this world. This is not a simulation. We did not evolve from monkeys open your eyes 2020 your vision should be clear no matter how many smoke screens they put up no matter how much bullshit they try and force feed us it's time to open our eyes to the truth and that's one truth I can give you right now I'll tell you for damn sure we did not come from monkeys. We did not evolve from monkeys. This is not a simulation. With that being said, go ahead and wrap this one up. 
till the next episode. And uh, let's hope Prince Harry takes me up on his offer, on 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 this offer to to come and visit the Philippines. You know, he said, you know, like I don't. It's hard to tell us, you know, what people's real real stories are nowadays. You see all the crazy stuff in the news uh, with all the revelations coming out and whatnot. But with Prince Harry, it seems like he's a genuine dude. He's a good dude, and he's done a lot of good for for you know. Uh, communities in places like Africa and whatnot and uh, I haven't seen much of, of what he's done in Asia but uh, I, don't, I really don't I haven't seen much of anything about about him coming to the Philippines so I thought it would be a good idea to invite him here to the Philippines for a visit he can stay at my place if he wants I can show him around I can introduce him to some real Filipinos and I can introduce him to the reality of the Philippines and the love that we have for President Rodrigo Duterte. And I can help him figure out how he can help our fellow countrymen here that, you know, are in tough spot, some of them. So he has a lot of power, he has a lot of backing, he has a lot of wealth. And he's done, he's done it, he's done a lot of good for other places. So. You know, if you're willing to put your, your, your reputation and your name out there for, you know, Maria Ressa and Rappler and, and give them a platform, I'm ask, asking you to do the same for the real people of the Philippines, the real Filipinos. Give them a platform. Give them a chance. Give them an opportunity. Help the, the, the children that, you know, that need a, a, a good place to stay and that need, you know, assistance and whatnot here. You know, if you're willing to, 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 to do the, this, that, and the other, why don't you come and help the Philippines as well? So, I'll help you do the, pro I'll help you along with the process. I, I speak Tagalog, I can, I know lots of people here. I know lots of places that, that need help and uh, I'd be happy to help you help them so Prince Harry you know I'm not Prince I'm just a, I'm just a simple you know security but I, I love my fellow countrymen and, and and you know I'd love for you to come here and uh, help us out help, help out the people here so I hope you take me up on my offer and uh, don't worry I'll, I'll make sure you're 100% safe and protected and uh, come and join us for, uh, you know, some le lechon or some uh, pancit or some adobo or, you know, uh, you know, the, the delicious food here. The best food, the best people, the best uh, ambiance, the best environment, the best, uh, the best everything's in the Philippines, you know. But the most beautiful people, the most beautiful culture. That's why I love it here. So come check us out. Come check us out. That's all I'm saying. Don't believe all the BS that the media is putting out there about our our, our wonderful leader. Because I, you know, like I said, I was a I witnessed it firsthand when I went to the states, and everybody had this brainwashed image of president of the president, and it just wasn't true. And I had to inform them. I had to explain to them the reality on the ground. 
and I'm glad that the UAE, the UAE is putting out truth, putting out real information to the world. I'm glad to see that. And I thought that was a great article. Manila Bulletin uh, reposted the article from UAE, the, the, the number one loved and respected leader, President Rodrigo Duterte. Amen to that. So, para Dios et bansa. Godspeed.